You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Ryan, dear Casey, dear baptized saints of God, we rejoice this night that Jesus has instituted for us and for our salvation the gift of the supper. But for what purpose? All of us are sinners. It's, a, it's an incredible thing to, as we consider, especially in the next few hours, as we consider the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, that one of the features of death by crucifixion is that the crime that the person was being executed for was written on a piece of paper and nailed above their head. This caused some controversy with Jesus because Pilate had written in Hebrew and in Greek and in Latin, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews. And the Pharisees went and they said, don't write King of the Jews, right? He said he was the King of the Jews. And Pilate said, what I have written, I have written. But I'd like for you to imagine how it would be if this was the case for us. If all of our sins were written on a piece of paper and hung above our heads, all the things that you have done wrong, all of the sins that you've committed, all of the commandments that you have broken, how, how big a piece of paper would you need? You shall have no other gods. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And we have it. How, how many things have we feared and loved and trusted more than God? You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God in vain. Have you used the Lord's name in vain? Blasphemy is what it's called. To use the name of God who gave you life as a curse word. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. That means to come to church, to rejoice in the Lord's word, to delight in his kindness, to meditate on his law and on his word day and night. And we just don't. Honor your father and your mother. And how many of us can say that we have honored our father and our mother, that we've never rebelled against them, that we've never been bitter or we've never disappointed them or disobeyed them? You shall not murder. Jesus says that if you are angry with someone in your heart, you've murdered them. If you call your brother a fool, you are a murderer. You shall not commit adultery. Jesus says that if you look with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. You shall not steal. You shall not lie. And how often do these commandments accuse us? You shall not covet. And yet we walk around constantly discontent. So that, the, so that the accusation written above us, above each one of us, above, above you and above me, would read that we are idolatrous blasphemers, that we are rebellious, adulterous murderers, that we are lying thieves, that we've despised God and His gift, that we've failed to love our neighbor, that we would, and we would stand, all of, every single one of us, to stand before God and to be judged on this standard, we would stand as guilty and condemned. Deserving of hell itself. Really. 
this is a real, this is a real possibility that we would die and be held accountable by God for our sins. And that He would do the thing that would be right according to the law, and that would be to send us into everlasting darkness to condemn us. It's what we deserve. It's what I deserve. It's what you deserve, really, really. But Jesus has taken, has taken that sin on himself. I want you to think of it like this. Ryan and Casey, I want you to think of it like this. Every time you commit a sin, I want you to think about writing that on a piece of paper. And Jesus takes that paper out of your hand and he holds it in his hand. And he stretches out his hand and it's nailed to the cross. So that your sin and your guilt and your breaking of the law is taken care of by Jesus. And and it's covered by His blood so that God cannot read it on the judgment day. Listen, God cannot read it on the judgment day. There is nothing to condemn because it's been washed away by the blood of Jesus. Really. His blood covers us like a robe. His kindness is wrapped around us. His mercy stands before us on the judgment day. And when the Lord goes to judge us, He does not judge us according to our sins, but He judges us according to the death of Jesus. As long as we're not holding on to our own sins. As long as we're not trying to take care of it ourselves. As long as we say, Lord, You are our Savior, the One who dies in our place. And I know that I can't save myself. So it must be your blood. It must be your death. It must be your righteousness that I claim and not a righteousness of my own. Now here's the question. If this is true, then why does Jesus need to give us the Lord's Supper? If we have the salvation of all of our sins, if we have this eternal life because of the death of Jesus, then what's going on here? Why why have baptism? I baptized both of you boys right there. Why baptism? Why do we have the preaching of the, why do we have to come to church all the time to hear the word? And why come to the supper? I'll give you another picture. If you could imagine that, that Denver has run out of water. There's no rivers, no lakes, uh, no, all the tanks that hold water are all dried up and we're all now dying of thirst in this terrible drought, and they can't find water anywhere, but there is one who knows where the water is. It's Jesus, and he knows that it's up in the mountains, and it's down deep, and he's the only one who can dig down and find it. So he goes up into the mountains, and he digs down, digs down, digs down, and finally he finds the water, and he's there, and now we can all be saved. But here's the problem, or let me say it like this way, what's the problem? Is that the water's up there in the mountains, and we're dying down here. 
So that Jesus not only finds the water, but now he has to have a way to get the water from there to here. This is what Jesus has done in the supper. In fact, he has three ways of doing it, of getting the water downtown. You know, you could dig a canal, or you could have pipes, or you could have a bunch of tanker trucks, or something like this. But Jesus has come up with three ways to get the benefit of what he has done for us on the cross, to get it to us today. And they are baptism, and God's word, and preaching, and the supper. So that in this place, at this table, the Lord Jesus brings right to us the benefit that he won on the cross, the salvation that he accomplished there in his suffering and his death. He brings it right to us, and he puts it right into our mouth with his word given for you for the forgiveness of sins. The devil... The devil loves, and you all know this, the devil loves to cause us to doubt our own salvation, to make us wonder if we really are Christians, or if we'll be able to survive the judgment day, if we'll make it into heaven, if we are worthy enough to stand before the Lord. He always wants us to doubt that these things are true. He he, he makes us think that, well, I'm a Christian because I feel like a Christian. But that works like for 30 seconds, and then it falls apart. Or, I'm a Christian because I've done everything right. That works for less than 30 seconds. (laughs) And it starts to fall apart. So how do I know? How do you know that you are a Christian? How do you know that God loves you? How do you know that your sins are forgiven? This is how the Lord wants to to prove it to you. He wants to give it to you as a promise in your baptism. In in your baptism, you are adopted into his family. You are called to be his son or his daughter. You are forgiven and born again. And he wants to give it to you in the preaching of the word. And every time you come to church, when you hear the promise of Jesus, that your sins are forgiven. And he wants to give you this assurance from this table. So someone could come and ask you, the devil or some stranger or whatever, could come and say, well, how do you know your sins are forgiven? And the, and the answer that you can give them is this, because I ate the body of Jesus and I drank his blood today and he promised me that this is for me for the forgiveness of sins. There's no doubting that. There's no wondering about it. And there's no room for the devil to wiggle in and cause you to doubt. It stands true. Because Jesus, who died and who was raised, does not lie. And when he says in a few minutes, to you boys and to all of us, when Jesus says, this is my body given for you, and this is the blood of the New Testament shed for you, For the forgiveness of sins, Jesus is telling the truth. It's his body and it's his blood. And it's for you. And it's for your forgiveness. And by this gift, we will stand before him on the last day. Unafraid. Knowing that God, in fact, loves us. That he who gave his only begotten son, gave him up for us all, will also give us all things. God be praised. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord.
Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.